0: Welcome to AI Marketing, a podcast for sales and marketing professionals that want to increase their sales, leads, and conversions through the use of artificial intelligence solutions. And now, here's your host, Mark Fridelman.
1: As you know, I'm a big fan of chatbots. Today, we're going to talk to Amanda Robinson, the digital gal, who has built a course bot and follow-up that I find remarkably simple but effective. She doesn't use email. She uses chatbots to automate her business and life. Welcome, Amanda Robinson.
0: Thank you so much for having me.
1: It's a pleasure. I'm so happy to talk to you. I see you everywhere, especially in some of the forums.
0: That's um, a good thing, right?
1: <laughs> it's a good thing. <laughs> Amanda is founder of, of the Digital Gal. She is the go to resource for deep diving into Facebook ads, messenger marketing chatbots, and Google Analytics. Her flair for analyzing marketing data is her superpower for creating effective campaigns to maximize marketing spend. She has been published by Social Media Examiner and is a team member for the membership society of over 2,000 entrepreneurs. She is behind the 360 Marketing Squad membership community along with Mike Alton, Jen Herman, and Stephanie Liu, and she runs a four-week Facebook ads training program that we're going to talk a little bit about today with hundreds of business owners and entrepreneurs learning Facebook ads from her. So, Amanda, are you ready to get started?
0: I am absolutely ready. I'm looking forward to this.
1: Well, you know, it's rare that I run into somebody like you that's as excited, is as excited about chatbots as me. So <laughs> I, I just need to know what got you so excited about them and why. Uh,
0: that's a great question. I I'm curious. I'm very curious and I like to poke around and, and play with technical things. Normally, that's you know how I got started with Facebook ads is playing around with the interface, especially when they first launched back in the day and learning and growing with it. And then I recognize that part of my superpower on being successful with Facebook ads and teaching and training Facebook ads is that I've had the experience of doing it for so long and I've grown with the platform. So it wasn't walking into complete overwhelm. So the same thing I'm finding is peaking and tweaking my curiosity with chatbots, it's a newer technology and starting out and getting in sort of at the ground level and learning and growing with it as it's been evolving has been a huge help, especially now uh, understanding where chatbots started out and Learning how to make them conversational, how to make them fun, learning how people are interacting with it, where people are dropping off, uh, what gets people through a chatbot flow more successfully. These are all of the little metrics and things that I like to, uh, it's like an art form. I like to tweak it and, and perfect it and play with it. And so chatbots is definitely something I geek out on for sure. And I'm really happy that I've been growing with, with the platform as it's been evolving as well.
1: Well, you know how popular email is, right? I mean, why do you think there's not as much interest in chatbots as email? Now, granted, it's early, but you know and I know chatbots are much more effective if they're done correctly. And it's not that hard to set up way easier than an email campaign with sequences and, and uh, you know uh, things that are just sent out at, on intervals. Chatbots can be much more dynamic. And Mm -hmm. again, with the software that's out there like Minichat, which we're going to talk about a little bit later, it couldn't be easier.
0: Well, I think you nailed it when you said, if they're done correctly. And how many bots have you seen quote unquote done correctly? It is hard to find ones that are very interactive and fun and engaging that is is really leaning towards somebody's curiosity and leading them through a journey rather than bots that are sort of a little more clunky or more functional or more swaying in the favor of the, the marketer rather than presenting information in a really fun, entertaining and engaging way for the recipient that's going through it, the user. So my my gut is that bot building, learning the actual technical art of bot building, uh, it's easy to get started and it's easy to start building your very first bot, but I find where some of the finessing comes in is in building that bot in a way that people have fun and enjoy interacting with it and making it easy, not very much work. When you first start learning all the technical pieces you're just learning all the puzzle pieces how they work how they interact and click together to build your bot so you're spending more time focusing on the technical or most marketers sorry are spending more time focusing on the technical aspects and less time focusing on the actual user experience of going through a bot so i find that the majority of bots right now because the technology is so new most of the bots are built just because somebody, someone technically could build a bot. But I'm finding that some bots that are really standing out above the rest are, are ones where they've, they've had the time to test and they've had the time to simplify and <laughs> make it easier and just integrate seamlessly into a workflow or into an experience rather than be invasive or an ad or uh, an, a, a broadcast of information coming at somebody but rather information that's made available to someone for them to self-discover.
1: Yeah, what I find remarkable is that people expect these bots to work out of the gate. And, you know, like writing a small book or a paper or really anything, if you're writing a script for a movie, there's all sorts of iterations. The best part about a bot is you get to see how those experiments work in real time. So it couldn't be easier, especially with the mini chat, where you could see which step works and which doesn't. It could not be easier, way easier than email we got to aggregate the data, kind of drill down into it to see what people are clicking on. I mean, within a, a many chat kind of interface, you could see at every stage, "Hey, this is working," or "Let's switch out this answer because nobody understands it." It it's, couldn't be easier. So the fact that people are going into this thinking, "Oh, it's you know, I see these kludgy bot, uh, bots that are out there on Facebook and it, it doesn't do anything for me," so I'm just going to pass on it. Well, that's not the case. There's plenty of bots that are out there, and I've already cited a few in previous episodes. That work well, I'd say, including our own, that are effective, and they're effective based on your objectives. I can't say that. So, um, you know, when 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 I look at some of the objections to using chatbots over email, I think it's just a matter of you and I and everybody else that uh, believe in these things getting out there and evangelizing it, because it could not be easier, less expensive, and more effective than than email.
0: And I think that leaning on the more effective point, they're more effective at maintaining uh, maintaining a more engaged audience so your email list may be sitting there with a whole lot of dust on it and a whole lot of decay people that probably should no longer be on your email list and you constantly need to scrub it clean it send out information and start removing people from that list that are that, that should really not be um, still hanging out on that email marketing list whereas when it comes to your chat bot when it comes to your subscribers there are certain rules that you have to follow the 24 plus one rule of engaging people and making sure that the people that are on your list are receiving relevant, timely content, and they are proactively engaging with it. So you know that they want to receive your information. You know that you're building a a very active and vibrant audience that really is your active audience. Sorry to interrupt, but you
1: should explain the 24 plus one rule.
0: Oh, boy. Way to put me on the spot there. <laughs> so the 24 plus one rule is that when someone first initiates a conversation with your chat bot, whether that's through uh, clicking the get started button, that's an initiation, whether that's through clicking through on an ad, when they first start engaging with your bot by sending a message or interacting with it, they uh, you you basically have a 24-hour window of time where you're allowed to follow up with them and send send them messages, uh, send them a message, sorry. And then once that 24 hour window has come to a close, then you get that plus one. You have one more shot at sending them another message. And if they do not engage by clicking or responding in any way, then you are no longer eligible to send them any messages until they re-engage with you again. So by presenting information, presenting messages to them that keeps them clicking and keeps them engaging, it resets that 24 hour time window and also buys you an additional plus one um, outside of that 24-hour window if you didn't engage back with them within the 24 hours.
1: Okay. All right. Good. So just wanted to make sure everyone knew what that rule is, And it's only on Facebook. There's some other bots where yes. it doesn't apply, but Facebook is pretty strict. And I think for good reason, because we don't want to be inundated by these things uh, like we are with email. Although it's far easier to stop engaging with the chat bot than it is email by a long shot. You just say stop or unsubscribe and it's done. Facebook doesn't allow it.
0: Exactly. But even, even without that, without people understanding they need to take the, the action of hitting stop or unsubscribe, we just, we don't want bots to become spam. Email, we have enough spam. We have enough spam to deal with. When it comes to messenger marketing chatbots, they need to provide a function, not become additional spam in the inbox. And that's where I find that some marketers are, are missing the mark on creating an experience, user experience that's helping the user and not necessarily coming at it from an advertising standpoint. However, they're still great for using for advertising as well.
1: Well, they are. Yeah. And, but you know, the beauty is unlike email, it's far easier to change it, update in real time. uh, And you've got the data right there at your fingertips. uh, I still see a lot of crappy email, you know, but they don't know (laughs) it's crappy until a bunch of campaigns have already been run and 200,000 have been sent out if you've got a big list. With chatbots, you can you can just change it on the fly as things are happening. It's just and that's,
0: that's something I absolutely love about chatbots is being able to watch through these flows or conversations, as I like to call them. Partway through conversations, I can see where people are dropping off or where they stop engaging. So I can see where all of the bottlenecks are. It and I can fix it, I can change it, I can tweak it, and I can make it better so I can remove those barriers and get more people going from start to finish all the way through that conversation to completion. And it's it's like live building on the spot and understanding and getting live real-time feedback on what's happening, whereas to your point, with email, there's so much more time that needs to be spent in analyzing the data to understand how to fix the data.
1: Okay, very well said. Uh, so let's move on to the next thing. I mean, you know, chat, building chatbots aren't perfect, there's a bunch of things I think that you need to watch out for. I'm interested in what Roblox you advise your clients and and what you've seen that frequently come up when when building these things.
0: So what I see is that chatbots are not a go set it and forget it. You don't just set up a chatbot and then walk away and dust your hands and say I'm done, <laughs> and expect the chatbot to do all the heavy lifting for you. They are not perfect, like you said. They are flawed. They are not flawless. Uh, So they do require a little bit of babysitting and there are times where you have a Conversation or a flow set up perfectly and everything is running along just fine And then all of a sudden you wake up on a Saturday morning and you have a whole bunch of angry people in your inbox because They aren't getting delivered what they've subscribed for what they've asked for how they've engaged with you and That's because sometimes chatbots have some hiccups. They uh, mine is uh, I give mine a personality mine's called my BF my bot friend bot friend not my boyfriend (laughs) and and I, I just make a BFF Uh, forever because I
1: have a sidekick. I
0: I have a sidekick, small dog who travels the country with me Uh and he's the BFF. He's already got that spot. Uh, (laughs) Digital BFF. Digital BFF, the bot friend. And I make excuses for him all the time. I intervene as a human in my chatbot flows all the time because he occasionally goes to sleep and just gets bored of the conversation and doesn't respond to some people partway through a conversation or partway through a flow. So it still requires some babysitting. It definitely requires uh, a little bit of finessing uh, when you're using different different forms of growth tools. When you're, your growth tools are ways are tools that allow you to put your bot out into the internet in various forms. So whether you're putting it out via your website, um, sending it as a link in an email, putting it into a Facebook ad, there are all sorts of different, different ways that you can do that. Now, some of those ways sometimes fail. Some of them aren't perfect. Some of them or have some little technical issues and the Facebook platform and API are constantly changing and evolving and messenger marketing chatbots are always keeping up with all of those changes to make sure everything functions smoothly. So sometimes there are hiccups and my advice is if you are going to be building a chatbot and using a chatbot alongside your business, make sure that you do actually have a real human paying attention to it and reading the messages that come through as best you can, even if you have a high rate or a high flow, make sure you're, you're watching what's happening, watching those conversations and making an effort to step in and intervene as a human when you, when you need to and make it very clear for people when they're talking to a bot, make it very clear for people when they're talking to a human. And that's why I give my bot a personality. But anytime I need to step in and intervene and redirect that conversation or, or help out uh, or even respond when someone says thank you or that was wonderful, just making sure there's a real human response coming through. I make it very clear that, hi, it's Amanda here, not my bot friend uh, and making it very personal.
1: That's wonderful. I mean, I, I kind of echo the same things that, that you're talking about. Um, the, the Roblox that I see are, People that haven't, A, planned out what their objectives are and then built backwards from that. And then secondly, if they don't have a personality, then make sure the flow of the bot is friendly and it moves them forward. If you have a humorous bot, that's fine. Be careful of humor, though. Whatever personality you give the bot or lack of a personality, make sure it appeals to your target audience. I've seen a lot of uh, bots that have this strange surfer Sound to it, and they're appealing, trying to appeal to business people. It doesn't make a lot of sense. it's <laughs> Somebody just built it because either they're a surfer, or they think surfers sound cool, but it's not sounding cool to their target audience. So,
0: so I mean, true.
1: It's also strategic. It's like you could do anything you want basically with the bot. I've seen some incredible things, and we're going to talk about Amanda's uh, in just a second. But you got to be careful about the messaging and how it comes across to your target Absolutely. audience. Absolutely.
0: And I've, I've also seen the other the other little pitfall I see a lot of marketers making is they build too big. I've made this mistake many times, and I'm slowly learning to try and simplify, but they build too big or too, too deep of a cavern of conversations that people can get lost in. Rather than leading somebody from A to B to C, they're giving them the whole alphabet. And it, it it doesn't need, people shouldn't have to dig to find the information they're looking for. It should just be very straightforward for somebody to engage with the bot and very quickly access the information that they need.
1: Yeah, great point. I, I mean, I, I started off that way where you just built a, you know, a giant ocean when it all, only needed a puddle.
0: I think you, we all have.
1: <laughs> you want to account for every single scenario, every single conversation. You know, you, you basically write a book. And you're right. I mean, there's so much to fix after that. It's not even funny. Start off simple. And then if you have to build on it, build on it. And, and We're not going to talk about it in this episode, but you can go to different flows and sequences and reuse some of these things. It's, it's just remarkable what you can do. Uh, I do want to get into right now the, the showcase bot that you've got. And um, we'll provide a link in the, in the show notes. But if you could tell us you know, what the bot does and the purpose and uh, what your success has been with it.
0: Yeah, I've got quite a few different bots bought flows out and about and what they're doing I use it for automating my business. I do very little little marketing with Facebook ads into my chatbot but the majority of flows that I have for my chatbot are automating my business and making my workflow easier. The biggest one I have on the go right now is the registration flow for my Facebook ads four-week training program. I was very fortunate to have the experience of having nearly 800 people go through that flow within a two-week period of time. And so I've got a lot of fantastic data that has come out of that. But mainly what it is is I use my my BF, my bot friend, to help people register for my program. So I have a section of qualifying questions to make sure that people are the right fit for the program and to also shape and manage those expectations of what people are going to get through the program. And once they've answered those three questions and they seem like a good fit, fantastic. I move them into the registration process. And in that registration process, I'm asking them for their email, which is pre-populated within. Many chat within within Facebook, so it makes it easy. And then their, their actual physical mailing address because I do send out snail mail. I know the digital gal still does snail mail. And then from there, I give them an opportunity to confirm if that information is correct and loop back around and make changes. And when they're looping back around, I clear out their, their user fields and let them re-enter the information to make sure I have a higher rate of accuracy with the information. And then once they confirm that everything is correct, there is a whole... Beautiful symphony orchestra of things that are happening in the back end that the user never sees, including adding that person onto a Facebook custom audience so that I can then remarket uh, more targeted quality content to them in the future. I get them added into my Google Sheets, which then prompts my CRM system to sync, and so they get pulled into my CRM system. And I have just a whole lot of other little me automations that happen in the background as far as me as a business owner organizing it pushes them into my MailChimp email marketing list and tags them as well. So I have segmentation happening that way. And as much as I say I don't do email, I still use that email list for managing some of my remarketing as well. In Facebook ads so there's there are are so many wonderful things that are happening just from the user going through filling out the form giving me their information and then once they fill out fill that piece out they get the confirmation of congratulations uh, you're in I also have a function built in for using um, using a coupon code so a discount code or a coupon code and I can build any number of those so I can bring people into into the conversation and I can create different discounts. I can provide unique discounts for certain groups of people that wanna promote the course. There's all sorts of fun things that I can do in the back end. So I've had a high volume of people go through this particular flow in a way that's taught me that bots cannot be perfect. Sometimes they go to sleep part way through. Sometimes there's a lot of human intervention needed, but for the most part, there is no, no way I'd be able to feasibly register that many people with my current systems uh, if I didn't have my bot friend there to, to help. And for the majority of people going through it, it's a seamless experience, it's a pleasant experience, and it also sets the expectations on what they can expect to receive from me in the future. And that's how I communicate my entire course with them. I don't send emails. I send all the notification reminders through, through the Messenger bot. I give them access to the training links, the replays. Um, they can ask a question and submit a question for the Q&A sessions. There's all sorts of fun things that happen. And it's just from making it a better user experience for somebody to register for the program.
1: Yeah, uh, well said. And I'd say and remind people, these bots, I'd say just one bot is completely scalable, built off of, let's say, Facebook, one of the most scalable platforms in the world. And it's available 24-7 and you're not paying it to to be available 24-7. No, it's not going to handle all the use cases, maybe simple ones, I'd argue they handle simple ones very, very well. And in the future, there'll be a lot. There'll be learning bots or, or more of a learning bot. You can teach it to learn right now. Uh, and we'll get into that in future episodes. But keep that in mind as you're listening to this and compare it to what the email funnel fiasco has turned into uh, and how fast. I mean, I can literally get up a bot, an email equivalent bot, up in hours as opposed to several days. With, with email and working with marketing automation systems and CRMs. So, um, I, you know, I frequently come across this objection, uh, Amanda, and, and I wanted to, to hear how you respond to it. How, what, what can people expect in terms of ROI by switching from email or some other form of marketing to uh, bots? Do you have an answer, a quick answer for that? I'm sure it, it comes across as, you know, it just depends, but how, how do you explain the ROI of a bot?
0: My quick answer is, first of all, don't switch. There shouldn't be any switching happening. You still need your email marketing systems. Even though I'm not personally doing a ton of email marketing myself, email still has a very long history of having a great ROI for the people who are opening that email and who are engaging. Now, when it comes to ROI for your business, uh, rather than focusing on you know dollars in and dollars out, how much, how much did it cost you to build that bot and how much money is it making you right now, I'm focusing more on how much time is that is, is it saving you? How many points of automation is it helping you streamline within your business and how much potential do you have to grow with the bot and use the bot in more ways to help your business grow? So it, I don't really see it as if you're focusing on it it, as in how much should I pay for the bot? How much money is it going to make me right now? You probably need to wait a little bit longer for the technology to mature a little bit more. But my recommendation is get in now while while it's still in its infancy and learn the technology now or get other people to help you build that technology within your business so that it's another resource. Because what I see happening or what I see and predict for the future is that email marketing and messenger bots are going to be a main staple tool that you still need to have in your business. And those people who don't have messenger bots implemented or figured out or woven into their workflows, they you're going to be so much further behind all of your competitors and peers by the time the technology starts to evolve to the point where, oh, this where you finally start to realize the ROI, ROI on it. So refreshing to hear uh,
1: you talk about these things because I, uh, a lot of it echoes what what uh, I think. I would just add in terms of ROI that you know if you're looking at something that's replacing a function with the organization, like customer support or inside sales, I, it's not going to support. It's not going to replace uh, outside sales. But you know something that handles eighty percent of sales qualification, for example, you can absolutely replace people, and, and there's ROI right there. The other ROI is around. The ability to work uh, 24-7. And, you know, you could especially if you're supporting an international operation, that's really important and will save you a lot. You can also program it in different languages, depending on, you know, if they come in from Germany, you could speak German or the bot can speak German. So you're saving money there, especially if you're international. At the end of the day, it comes down to, I think, consistent experience for people that, you know, you know works. So you're not relying on people to make it work and people can be inconsistent and there is additional ROI there sorry Amanda
0: oh I was going to say when it comes to the international uh aspect of it I'm so amazed at at the people that I have entering into this program from all over the world from uh New Zealand and Australia United Kingdom the U.S. Canada where I am right now uh all over the world and using the messenger marketing chatbot is my my bot friend it's been able to help me deliver information in a more timely manner to people, no matter what their time zone is. And that's always been a challenge for me because it is hard to, it's hard to service everybody and respond to everybody or give people the information that they are seeking uh, all within the time zone that that I'm in and working in a digital atmosphere, it is hard to keep up. So I've, I've found that from an international perspective, it's been a huge, huge asset to me being, a, me being one person and me being able to still run my business and keep people happy.
1: Well, we're gonna wrap things up by uh, asking our final question. In 100 words or less, Amanda, what is your favorite chatbot or AI voice app or some kind of AI solution and why?
0: My favorite one is certainly ManyChat, and the reason being, I've sampled a couple other ones, uh, MobileMonkey, ChatFuel, but the reason that I have fallen in love with ManyChat is because I work with a lot of businesses that are not as tech savvy Um, and they they usually need my help to get there. So one of the reasons I love ManyChat is that it's very, very easy to onboard clients or newbies into. It's very easy to teach them how to use it and bring down those barriers of intimidation. So it's certainly something that I recommend. It may not be, I mean, other chat bots might be more powerful or have other tools that, sorry, this was supposed to be 100 words or less. ManyChat, love it, there you go. (laughs)
1: I was like, 10 there. Okay. Uh, yeah, we've had other guests that have said the same thing about ManyChat, so uh, kudos to ManyChat, who I interviewed their CEO on video a couple of years ago, so it's fascinating to see what his vision is and how he's been able to realize that. Uh, if you want to search the, uh, the archives, it's on YouTube. All right, so um, Amanda, uh, the audience could learn more about you at thedigitalgal.com. It'll be in the show notes. You should also look at her Facebook ads four-week group and course that uh, she's got or I'll have posted there. Uh, You can also explore our chatbot on Facebook marketing or Facebook uh, about marketing, and the link will be in the show notes. And uh, finally, our quote of the episode, this one from Chris Brogan, Marketers need to build digital relationships and reputation before closing a sale. So with that, Amanda, I really appreciate you being on the show. And uh, we've got to get caught up uh, the next time you come up with uh, your your next killer bot.
0: Thank you so much, Mark. I really appreciate you having me on the show. And thanks for letting me geek out with you on chatbots.
1: Anytime.